0: Hey, 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 my friends, happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here with you today. We're gonna talk about clean eating. I wanna talk about three points today in terms of clean eating. Number one, what is the definition, according to Google, of clean eating? What does it mean? Number two, how do, quote unquote, clean foods affect our bodies in weight loss? And number three, how can we think about food in a way that serves us in losing weight? So number one, if we go to the dictionary or we go to Google and we ask, what is the definition of clean eating? This is what it says. Clean eating is the practice of eating primarily unprocessed and unrefined foods. I like to think of it as natural foods that God made, God made foods versus man-made foods, foods that have extra added ingredients that are made in the factories, right? So we have the clean eating natural foods and then the processed foods that man actually adds to the food to create processed foods. That's the actual definition. An example would be an apple being a quote-unquote clean food and applesauce being a processed food that man adds other ingredients to create applesauce. So how do clean foods, how do natural whole God made foods affect our body in terms of weight loss and fat loss? Now, if we're eating whole foods that are not processed with sugar and flour, our body is able to process and digest those foods a little bit easier. It's not as hard on the body. So for example, if we're eating processed sugars and flour, our sugar spikes, our blood, I should say, our blood sugar has a spike in it. So as long as there is a blood sugar spike or sugar is being circulated in the bloodstream and the body can't burn it fast enough, the body is going to excrete insulin into the blood to clean up those extra sugars. Now, insulin is a fat storing hormone. As long as there is insulin circulating throughout, The bloodstream, the body is storing fat. It is storing those extra sugars. Now, here's the really cool thing about our body our body is created for survival. That's the only thing it cares about. It wants to survive, it wants to keep us alive. So, If we've eaten processed sugar and flour, and we're having a blood sugar spike, and there's an insulin spike happening, and the body is storing the extra sugar, it knows that it cannot store fat or store sugar and burn fat at the same time. Our bodies can't do it. Our body cannot burn and store at the same time. So it's very smart. God created created our bodies beautifully to survive and keep us alive if we are overfeeding them. And the way it does that is if it's storing sugar and fat for us because we've given it a sugar spike, then it locks up the fat cells because it can't burn our fat if it's storing for us. So what happens is then the body cannot access its own fat for fuel. And it wants you to keep feeding it because it can't utilize what is stored on your body, as long as there's insulin circulating throughout the blood. So when we eat Process sugar and flour, we get sugar spikes, insulin spikes, we store more fat, our body is not able to burn fat. We also experience inflammation, the body wasn't meant to digest and process sugar and flour. And so it might cause some inflammation in our muscles, in our bones. We might have joint pain, right? We might have um, aches and pains from inflammation. We might store water weight and get puffy from inflammation. So our body benefits from clean eating because it knows how to process it. And if we're eating foods that are not processed with sugar and flour, we don't have the insulin spikes and our body can be metabolically flexible. It will be able to burn both sugar and fat, which is what we want for fat loss. If we want to lose weight and lose body fat, we want insulin to go down so that our body can turn into a fat-burning machine. If insulin is down, then our bodies, if it gets hungry or if it needs energy, it starts releasing the fat cells into the bloodstream and it starts burning our stored fat for fuel. And it's the best way to lose fat because we're not hungry all all of the time and we have lots of energy. So there's a lot of benefit to eating foods that aren't processed with sugar and flour. Now, having said all of that, I want to talk a minute about how we can think about food that serves us so that we can lose the weight we want. Because I do think there is some thinking about food, like most of us think there's good foods and there's bad foods, right? Especially if we look at this definition of clean eating, and we're thinking, okay, if the food is clean, right, it must be a good food. I should eat clean foods, I should eat good foods, which then we're also going to have the thoughts about bad foods, or maybe even quote unquote, unclean foods, right? So if we're thinking about food in a way that is good, or bad, it might not be serving us. And let's just look at this for a minute. So if we have food, which by the way, food is a circumstance. And what I mean by that is, Food just exists, okay? It isn't good or bad necessarily. It's just food. It's just there. And then we have thoughts about those foods, okay? Now, most of us, we think food can create our feelings. We think in our mind, if I see a cupcake, I have to eat it. If I see sugar, I have cravings and urges and desire to eat it. So that must be a bad food. And what I want to look at is the thought, I shouldn't eat that. Because most of us have this thought right? If we have a certain food that we don't like, or a certain, or I'm sorry, a a certain food that we like, or a food that we feel controls us in some way, there's probably a thought about that food, like, I shouldn't be eating that, or I can't eat that. And I just want to take a look At how that thought makes us feel. I've talked in past podcasts, right, about one thought creates one emotion. So if we have a thought about a certain food and we're thinking, I shouldn't eat that, what emotion does that create for you? I know for me, it creates desire. If I'm thinking I shouldn't eat that, it actually creates an emotion for me of wanting to eat it more. Right? I mean, most of us, we actually want things we can't have. When something's off limits, that rebellious spirit in us kind of comes alive. It's like, oh, I shouldn't eat that but I want it. And the fact that I shouldn't eat it makes me want it more, right? So that thought creates desire. We could even say that thought, I shouldn't eat that, creates a feeling of rebelliousness where we feel rebellious, right? Now, if everything we do comes from our feelings, if we're feeling desire for a certain food because we're thinking I shouldn't eat that, or if we're feeling rebellious because we're thinking I shouldn't eat that, what are we going to do from that emotion? Most of us, from desire or rebellion, we're going to eat it, right? we are going to just eat that food. Some of us might think about it. We might start a cycle of like, I shouldn't eat that, but I want to. Oh, I can't stop thinking about that food. I shouldn't eat it, but I want to. I can't get that food out of my mind. Ever since I saw it, I feel like I need to eat it. And we start thinking about it over and over and over again. Some of us from desire or feeling rebellious, we resist it. We tell ourselves, no, don't eat that. That's bad for us. We can't have it. No, right? And we tighten up against it. We resist it. We go into willpower mode. We push it away. We try to get strong towards it, right? And eventually, more than likely, we're going to binge on that food once we get our hands on it, right? We'll eat more of it than we want to. And then what happens? After we've gone through that whole cycle where we're trying to use our willpower, we're trying not to think about it, we're trying to push it away, and then we eat it and we eat a lot of it, we start to beat ourselves up. We start to tell ourselves we shouldn't have ate that. We start to ask ourselves what's wrong with us. We start to feel guilty. And all of this is how we're showing up around that food. We're resisting it. And then we're binging it. And then we're beating ourselves up against it. And then we're telling ourselves something's wrong with us. And we're telling ourselves we have no discipline. And what is the result of all of those actions? The result is we continue in a cycle that we shouldn't eat it. We actually build evidence that that is a bad food. We actually build the belief stronger that we shouldn't be eating it, which then makes us want it more. So you see the cycle of the thought, I shouldn't eat that. It actually makes us eat more of that thing when we think about food in that way. So fascinating. So how can we think about food in a more neutral way? How can we think about it in a way that's going to serve us? Now, one thing that really helped me when I was losing my 40 pounds, and it still helps me to this day, I love the thought, I can plan that for tomorrow if I want, So if you've listened to any of my podcasts up to this point, you know that planning your meals ahead of time is step one to stop overeating. Which by the way, if you want my free video series on how to stop overeating for good, it's a four part video series, go to the show notes and click on the link and it will be sent directly to your inbox for free. But step one to stop overeating is to plan your meals ahead of time, going into your day knowing what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner, and maybe a snack in the afternoon. And so if I have an urge to eat something that I didn't plan for the day, I tell myself we can plan that for tomorrow. Let's eat that tomorrow. And then when I'm planning my meals for the next day, sometimes I still want it, sometimes I don't. But at least I'm making the decision ahead of time whether or not I'm going to eat that food and I'm not eating it out of emotion. So if I use the thought, I can plan that tomorrow if I want, I feel very peaceful and in control. And then from that peaceful, controlled place, I can sit with the urge in the moment, I can plan for that food for tomorrow, I don't eat out of emotion, and I create the result of staying in control of what I'm eating and the decisions that I'm making. But if I'm not thinking I shouldn't eat that, that's bad, don't eat it, that always helps me stay in control because it doesn't create more desire and more rebellion. So think about what foods serve you and your weight loss goals versus if they're good or bad. So I hope that's really helpful for you. I want to look at 1 Corinthians 10, 31, where it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, Do it all for the glory of God. So, if we can look at food as something that is neutral, it's neither good or bad, it just exists, and we can look at it from a place of if it's going to serve our weight loss goal or not, and then we use our prefrontal cortex to plan when we're going to eat, what foods we're going to eat. Then we stay out of this emotional cycle of over desire and feeling rebellious and wanting to eat off plan. And of course, God gets the glory in all of this. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening to the Christian Weight Loss Podcast. If you would like to join our clean eating five day workshop, it's $19. We're going to be getting together on Zoom live for five days in May. Check out the show notes. There's a link for you to sign up if you'd like to be part of our clean eating workshop. All right, my friends, and until next week, let's go live our life in grace, unlimited self love, and victorious in Jesus.